1: Explaining History podcast. Now, in the past couple of weeks, we've looked um, a little bit more about America's war in the Pacific. Um, we looked at the Battle of the Coral Sea and the uh, attempted Japanese encirclement of Australia. And uh, today, before we move on to looking at the Battle of Midway, um, I wanted to look at a, a kind of like a comparative study of the uh, US and uh, Japanese forces uh, in the uh, Pacific. Uh, In a very short space of time, from uh, December 1941 to mid-1943, the uh, US Navy went on an extraordinary uh, learning curve. Um, from uh, being essentially a, a, a peacetime navy with uh, officers and men recruited in peacetime to being a, a, an efficient fighting force that came to understand uh, the the skills that were necessary for carrier warfare and also to win it um they faced in terms of uh, experience a far far more um uh, knowledgeable uh, and uh, committed enemy initially in in that of the the japanese but the power of uh, american uh, america's industrial might its ability to industrially churn out aircraft pilots uh, carriers destroyers, submarines, uh, and also to learn from mistakes um, was a a huge factor in uh, turning the tide. So once again, we're looking at Max Hastings' really good standard history of the Second World War, or Hell Let Loose. In it he writes, In the course of the war, the US Navy would show itself um, the most impressive of its nation's fighting services but it faced a long, harsh learning process. Several early, uh, several, several early commanders were found wanting because they were slow to grasp the principles of carrier operations, which would dominate the Pacific campaign. American flyers' courage was never in doubt, but at the outset their performance lagged behind that of their enemies. At Pearl Harbour, albeit against an unprepared and static enemy, Japanese planes achieved the remarkable record of 19 hits and detonations, out of 40 torpedo launches, a record no other navy matched. When US carrier planes attacked Tulagi Anchorage on the 3rd of May 1942 against slight opposition, 22 Douglas Devastator torpedo bombers achieved just one hit. Attacking Shikaku um, two days later, the uh, aircraft carrier Shikaku, um, 21 Devastators scored no hits at all. Most American torpedoes the Japanese said later, were launched too far out, and ran so slowly that they were easily avoidable. Of all the jobs at sea, naval aviation was, of course, uh, the most dangerous. Uh, that and uh, being a submariner, um, the uh, the life on board um, capital ships was for, for many of the crew. Uh, was uh, kind of moments of terror punctuated by long periods of of, of boredom, uh, cramped and um, uh, sometimes slightly unsanitary uh, living conditions. Uh, but naval aviation was the the, the key to dis- to deciding this new type of warfare, because of course in the era of aircraft. Uh, battleship um, battles, battleship exchanges, the, uh, the, the likes of which um, we saw in the First World War, things like the Battle of Jutland, no longer applied. Instead, um, conflicts like the Battle of the Coral Sea, or the Battle of Midway, um, carry fleets never encountered one another. They simply uh, encountered one another's aircraft um the japanese had a a particular reverence for their flyers and saw them as part of the, the kind of the, the tradition of bushido the um the samurai um tradition and that meant that uh, the numbers of uh, flyers were uh, almost intentionally uh, restricted the um pilots were considered to be men of great skill and great honor um martial warriors for whom um, an, an elite status was um, prescribed, and that meant that there had to be kind of uh, barriers to access. Um, the Americans didn't view um, their pilots in quite the same way. There was a great deal of respect for them, obviously, and their, their skills and talents, but America industrially produced aircraft and industrially trained pilots. Um, the, uh, um, the the uh, processes of mass production that had made America the wealthiest country in the world were put to use in making it the most militarily powerful country in the world uh, as well um, and the Japanese throughout the war lost more and more uh, pilots who were largely irreplaceable uh, and began to lose their capacity for waging war in the air Whereas America took uh, went an, an entirely different trajectory and uh, only enhanced its capacity to wage war in the air throughout the war, and in that you see a, an interesting um, interplay of uh, of ideas of uh, societies, one a, a largely um, socially feudal society um, that uh, brought uh, feudal ideas into uh, modern warfare and they were found very very quickly over time to not function and the other, the uh, society uh, where mass production was not just an economic fact but a way of life um, and a, a simple um, part of uh, everyday logic whether one was uh, building an economy or waging a war. Initially, uh, American equipment, um, American aircraft particularly, uh, was of of questionable value, Um, Max Hastings writes. Among the US naval aircraft, um, the Coral Sea battle showed that the dauntless dive bomber was alone up to its job, not least in having adequate endurance. The devastator was a real turkey, in the words of a flyer, further handicapped by high fuel consumption. Worst of all, uh, Mark thirteen aerial and Mark fourteen sea launched torpedoes were wildly unreliable, unlikely to explode even if they hit a target. Most un-American reluctance to learn from experience meant that this fault uh, afflicting submarine as much as air operations, was not fully corrected until nineteen forty-three. Carrier warfare was new to all sides, and uh, carrier operations were the highest and most complex part of naval warfare, perhaps part of the most complex part of any theatre of war. Um, uh, One of the sailors aboard the USS Enterprise said that the flight deck looked like a big war dance of different colours. The Ordnance Gang wore uh, red cloth helmets and red T-shirts when they went about their work loading machine guns, fusing bombs, hoisting torpedoes, Other specialties wore different colours. Brown for the plane captains, one attached to each plane. Green for the hydraulic men who manned the arresting gear and the catapults. Yellow for the landing signal officer and deck control people. Purple for the oil and gas kings. Everything was on the double and took place with whirling propellers everywhere, waiting to mangle the unwary. So the American Navy would um, eventually... Triumph when it came to uh, carrier warfare and really master the art, but um, in 1942, uh, 1942 was the year of of, of rapid learning. Um, the uh, as the the, kind of the fairly lackluster results at the Battle of the Coral Sea show, uh, and a couple of months later, the astonishing achievements. Often, some historians have put down to luck at the uh, the Battle of Midway. Um, not only were American planes inferior to those of the Japanese, but the commanders um, hadn't yet managed to uh, create the right balance of uh, fighters, dive bombers and torpedo carriers uh, on each of the uh, aircraft carriers. Um, after the Coral Sea, many captains uh, were kind of uh, deplored the uh, inadequate proportion of, of aircraft. Feeling that they uh couldn't manage to um do their jobs um correctly or do their jobs effectively without the 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 right sort of planes anti aircraft gunnery was um fairly hit and miss uh, um, uh, radar was uh, quite weak radars were short sighted um compared to the the versions of radar that came um later in the war. And uh, being able to kind of control fire damage on ships, um, which again, once again later uh, became a far, far better on American ships, was uh, limited to begin with. So 1942 is, is the, um, the, the hardest year of uh, American naval warfare and the one with um, the most varied results. Not all, you know, questionable results, but varied certainly. During the years of the Great Depression, the Navy had been um, a very uh, useful place to go for unemployed men. Um, One naval aviator wrote, Many of the sailors were there, as was I, because there were few jobs in Depression America. We would have denied that we were an underclass. There wasn't such a thing in America, we thought, conveniently forgetting that blacks and Asians were allowed to serve in the Navy only as officers, cooks and mess attendants. Our teeth were terrible from Depression neglect. We had not always graduated from high school. None had gone to college. Our complexions tended to acne. We were, for the most part, foul-mouthed, drunkenly rowdy, when on liberty. I used to wonder why so many of us were skinny, be-pimpled, sallow, and short and hairy. It should be remembered as well for these um, recruits um, and for the the men of the uh, US Navy, in the uh, early Pacific battles, that they were experienced to, to loss and defeat um, from Pearl Harbour for six months uh, through to uh, Midway. Um, the uh, experience of um, the, the war is uh, a fairly dismal one, um, seeing ships sunk uh, and uh, torpedoed Um, and hearing the fate of survivors picked up by the Japanese um, was an entirely brutalising one and one that um, led uh, many men to um, fight bravely when um, the time came but also to experience um, all manner of um, psychiatric disorders, stress, anxiety and depression uh, while on board ships. On the part of Japan, Max Hastings writes, the Japanese began the war uh, at sea with a corps of highly experienced seamen and aviators, armed uh, armed with uh, the long lance torpedo, uh, the most effective weapon of its kind in the world. Their radar sets were poor, and many ships lacked them altogether. They lagged woefully in intelligence gathering, but excelled at night operations and in early gunnery duels. Often shot straighter than. Americans their superb zero fighters increased combat endurance by foregoing cockpit armor and self-sealing fuel tanks the superior, superiority of japanese naval air in 1942 makes all the more astonishing the outcome of the next phase of the war in the pacific which by which we turn to now the battle of midway japanese admiral yamamoto had always imagined that a, uh, a final titanic battle with America in the mid-Pacific would decide the outcome of the war. In Yamamoto's view, this was the only hope uh, of a victory uh, overall in, in the war. Um, he had taken a profoundly pessimistic view uh, when he realised that the American carriers had not been knocked out at uh, Pearl Harbour and said essentially I will be able to run uh, run ragged across the Pacific for six months and then there will be nothing but defeat thereafter. So one final roll of the dice at Midway uh, was needed, and the uh, plan was to draw the remaining American carriers into a trap. He launched 145 ships uh, at um, uh, Midway Island, um, the uh, American outpost in the middle of the Pacific, um, designed to draw um, America into splitting its forces. There would be one fleet uh, that would advance north to the Aleutian Islands uh, between um, America and the Soviet Union, Um, and the main thrust then uh, would be to attack attack Midway. Uh, Nagumo's four fleet carriers would advance on the island from the northwest, and Yamamoto's fast battleships uh, would be 300 miles behind. There would be a flotilla of transports carrying 5,000 troops uh, that would do uh, an amphibious landing, and they would come from the southwest. Yamamoto, uh, writes Max Max Hastings, may have been a clever man and a sympathetic personality, but the epic clumsiness of the Midway plan emphasised his shortcomings. It required him to divide his strength. Worse, it reflected characteristic Japanese hubris by discounting even the possibility of American foreknowledge. America had at this point cracked Japanese codes. As it was, Admiral Chester Nimitz, the US Navy's Pacific Commander-in-Chief, knew the enemy was coming. By one of the war's most brilliant feats of intelligence work, Commander Joseph Rochefort at Pearl Harbour used fragmentary ultra-decrypts to identify Midway as Nagumo's objective. On the 28th of May, the Japanese switched their naval codebooks, which thereafter defied Rochefort's cryptographers for weeks. By mirac- miraculous luck, however, this happened just too late to frustrate the breakthrough that betrayed Yamamoto's midway plan. So, in uh, an unfortunate reversal of fortune for Yamamoto, he was walking into uh, the uh, trap that Nimitz was about to set. Nimitz made a uh, a great judgment call, and he decided to stake everything upon the accuracy of Rochefort's interpretation. Japanese intelligence, which had always been uh, weak, particularly the, the security of uh, Japanese communications, um, believed, um, Japanese spies believed, that the Yorktown had been sunk at the Coral Sea, which it hadn't been badly damaged, and that the two other carriers, the Hornet and Enterprise, were far away in the Solomons but the efforts of 1,400 dockyard workers at Pearl Harbour had made the Yorktown fit for sea with uh, a makeshift um, air component. Nimitz uh, was able to deploy two task groups to cover Midway, one led by Admiral Fletcher um, in overall command and the other led by Admiral Raymond Spruance. This would be overall a carrier battle. It would be decided by carriers, and the objective for the Americans was to destroy Nagumo's carrier fleet. Um, the slow, uh, slower American battleships had been left behind in Californian harbours, and that meant that there would be only one chance to uh, defeat the Japanese at Midway, and that would be to use uh, American uh, uh, America's na- naval aviators. Now, of course, knowing what um, we now know about the rather average performance of America's naval aviators at the Coral Sea, it made all the the stakes that much higher for Midway. Uh, And um, as we'll see, there is a question of how lucky uh, America's aviators were and how far Nimitz um, and Spruance particularly capitalised on the errors made by Japan. The first day uh, of the Battle of Midway on the 3rd of June was uh, fairly inconclusive. The Japanese attacked the Aleutian Islands uh, and the Americans uh, made a a bombing raid using B-17 bombers uh, based on uh, Midway Island to uh, uh, attack the Japanese landing force uh, without uh, much effect. Um, Overnight, the night of the 3rd to the 4th, the defenders on uh, Midway uh, readied themselves to fight uh, every square inch of land uh, against, the, um, defend, uh, against a, a landing force, knowing that uh, when places like Wake Island had fell, fallen, uh, the defenders were executed. So uh, they were fairly certain they would die the next day, one way or another. And the objective was to make the enemy pay very, very heavily for every inch of land. Um, this was perhaps the outlook of German defenders when they uh, saw uh, Allied ships appear in the English Channel at the, uh, on June 6, 1944. In the sense that, well, the, the war for them is probably lost, but you might as well make the other side bleed uh, as much as, as is physically possible. The first attack on the 4th uh, came from the Japanese carrier fleet against Midway Island itself. This was the beginning of the attempt to lure out uh, the American carrier fleet. Um, there 72 Japanese bombers and 36 fighters took off to attack Midway Island at 4.30am. At 545 45 a patrolling um, uh, flying boat, a Catalina, an American Catalina, signalled the incoming attack, uh, and then spotted Nagumo's carriers. Um, Admiral Fletcher um, said uh, to in response that he needed three hours uh, to get within range to attack. Um, Midway-based Marine uh, and Army torpedo bombers and bombers took off immediately, as well as did uh, Wildcat and Buffalo fighters. The latter suffered terribly at the hands of Mitsubishi Zero's Uh, All but three of 27 were either shot down or so badly damaged that they never flew again. And the Japanese attackers, in their turn, lost 30% of their aircraft strength. And bearing in mind what we said previously uh, about Japan's um, uh, aviator fighting strength, losing uh, aircraft at the Coral Sea, losing aircraft at Midway, um, and losing pilots that were... Uh, very difficult for Japan to replace, um, uh, given the, the Japanese system, um, meant that the, um, the Japan was always sustaining proportionately higher losses in the air than America. The first mistake on Japan's side begins at 6.35, um, when the Jap- Japanese uh, bomber uh, attack on Midway uh, does damage, but it fails to knock out Midway's airfields, a crucial consideration. Its leader signalled the fleet a second strike is necessary, and at this point, nothing was going to go right for Nagumo for the rest of the battle. Um, Max Hastings writes, His first mistake of the day had been to dispatch only a handful of reconnaissance aircraft to search for American warships. One seaplane from the heavy cruiser Tone. was um, was delayed taking off, and it was vectored to search the sector where Fletcher's carriers were steaming. This Nagumo was still ignorant of any naval air threat when he received the signal from his midway planes. So he received a signal to re-equip planes for bombs to attack airfields, not torpedoes to attack um, aircraft carriers, and he was unaware of the need for torpedoes when he gave that order. At 7.15 he ordered 93 uh, Kate uh, strike aircraft uh, heavy bombers uh, ready with torpedoes on his decks to be struck below and rearmed with high explosive bombs to renew the attack on the island meanwhile clearing the way for the returning midway planes to land on. Even as they did so A ship's buglers sounded another air raid alarm. Between 7.55 and 8.20, successive small waves of midway-based US aircraft attacked Nagumo's fleet. They had no fighter cover and were ruthlessly destroyed by AA fire and Zeros without achieving a single hit. The gunfire died away. The drone of the surviving attackers' engines faded. Meanwhile, the first of Spruance's torpedo planes and dive bombers were already airborne heading for the Japanese fleet from extreme range. Although Tony's uh, scout plane belatedly spotted the American ships, only at 8.10 did its pilot report that they seemed to include a carrier. Among Nagumo's staff, this news prompted a fierce argument about how to respond, which continued even as the last of the US land-based attacks was repulsed. So, we will re explore uh, Midway uh, tomorrow. This is a, a nail biting two parter uh, and look at um, what happens uh, to the Japanese fleet when it finally encounters Spruance's torpedo planes. Um, and we will go back, go a little bit deeper into examining uh, the, the kind of the, the more fundamental reasons behind uh, the the, f- the first great, great defeat uh, of the Japanese at the hands of um, the U.S. Navy. So thanks very much for listening, greatly, greatly appreciated, and i um, trying to keep everybody uh, entertained during this long, long, painful, boring lockdown period with as much explaining history content as possible. If you feel like... Um, adding a, a small contribution to the explaining history patreon page you can find it on patreon obviously and if you want to come and uh, hang out and chat and uh, enjoy extra content um come find us in the explaining history facebook group you're always welcome uh, and we love seeing people there take good care everybody thanks very much for listening and i'll catch you on the next explaining history podcast bye-bye